Chevy Equinox with forward collision alert, automatic emergency braking, and available all-wheel drive. It's my ultimate mobile device. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com to schedule a test drive. Chevy Equinox. It's your choice. Own it. Hey. How you doing there, Regeroo? All right. Feel like doing a podcast today? Hmm? <laughs> well, well, that's coincidental because that's what's scheduled. It's funny how it works out that way, isn't it? All right. Ready to go? We all set? All right. Okay. I'll give you the three S's. I'll give you the countdown. You give me the music, and I'll give you a podcast number 380. So put that in the book. All right. Here we go. Star, smile, strong. Three, two, one. Hey, it's Elton Jim Toronto, and this is Captain Pod. Fantastic. Hold on a second. Hold on. Did we make that? That I? That I don't know. I tried to. Do you see how I tried to, to lengthen it there? But I think I stepped on it a little. Let's try it again. Three, two, one. Hey, it's Elton Jim Toronto, and this is Captain Podtastic. And welcome to another episode of Elton Jim's. Captain Podtastic. Every Monday, a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast. We are there. But don't forget, just hitting play, that doesn't cut it. You got to get out there. You got to scream it loud and scream it proud that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. So tell your friends, tell your family, tell everybody that that's what they should be listening to. Get out there. Your loyalty and devotion are much appreciated. And as always, if you like what you hear, whether you've been around for a while or you're new to the podcast, don't forget, you go to WGNRadio.com, you hit the podcast prompt, then you hit the prompt for this specific podcast, and there they are, on display. It's like going to a museum. Everything is finely curated. Each podcast in a nice glass case just waiting for you to observe it and be immersed in it by listening. Always a good idea to listen to where we've been so you know where we're going. Lots of podcasts in there. There's got to be. This is number this is number 300 This is number what? 380. 380. We love our zeros and fives. 380. Hoofa. <laughs> it's also September. I'm, you know, so you get the song out. See you in September. I'm seeing you in September. Welcome to September. It's officially meteorological fall, too. I know a lot of people still go by the old pagan rituals of the solstice of when the sun is the longest day, shortest day, boop, ba, beep, ba, bop. I'm a man of science. I follow the science, not the myths. 
<laughs> Although the solstice has a has a science to it, right? Because of the the way the sun and the moon, I mean the sun and the earth are um, are in relation to each other. So there's a science involved in there. I'm not sure why to be honest. Uh, meteorological summer, for instance, starts on um let's see, we got February, March, April. So I think it's May, June. No, it's uh, June, July, August, and then September, October, November, and then December, January, February, February, March, April. Right, and then May, June, July. How does wait? Wait a minute. How does that work? All right, if it's September first, right? Then we got September, October, November, December. No, because I think meteorological dis. Winter starts on December 1st, so then you got December, January, February, and then meteorological spring is March, April, May. Oh, yeah, okay. And then June, July, August, there you go. And then September, October, November, and here we go. So it is meteorological fall, autumn, even though <laughs> it's been in the 90s, high 90s, almost 100 here in the Chicago area. I remember when, when back in my day... When I was a kid, I mean, not only did Memorial Day, that was that was the traditional time when you went back to school, not Memorial Day, uh, Labor Day. I mean, there there was there were some traditions. Um, school started uh, the day after Labor Day, first week of September, and it also you know so that was that was kind of that that Labor Day weekend was your last hurrah. And then it was also marked by the fantastic entertainment entity called the Jerry Lewis MDA Telethon. That was on for at least 50 years with Jerry Lewis uh, spending the weekend with us, offering us unbridled and unequaled and unparalleled entertainment over a two-day period or so as well as raising money for muscular dystrophy. I think he raised over a billion dollars, more than that, uh, in his lifetime uh, doing that telethon. And, uh, but that was kind of like a rite of, of autumn. That was that when you when Jerry when you started to see the commercials for the Jerry Lewis telethon, you knew that summer was on its way out. And, and not only according to the calendar, Weather-wise, I mean, as I, I said, I, I talked a little about this the other day, last, the last podcast about the, our changing weather in relation not only to the, to the Maui uh, wildfires and, and things like that, but now look at what just happened uh, in Florida this past week with another hurricane. As I said before, we are, we are at the mercy of nature. It's not the other way around. The, the, the planet has been here for billions of years and it's surviving just fine. We as a species have not been here. So don't say save the planet, say save our species. The planet's going to be just fine. It'll do what it needs to do to survive. The planet will save itself. It's proven to be immensely adaptable. But as I said, you cannot deny, I, I said, you can debate 
the reasons for client change and contributing factors, which we are doing in the in the public square here all the time. Um, but there's no question that when we went back to school in the first week of September, it was cooler. It it felt like fall. It it felt like summer was over. It wasn't 97 degrees as it's been here now the last several days and on Memorial Day. Uh, it, today, it's supposed to be. Or I keep saying Memorial Day. Labor Day. You know, in the high 90s. That's crazy. It, 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 when we went back to school, it was, it, was the, it was the end of summer in many ways. And, and it was the end of summer by the weather. Not just by the calendar, not just by the beginning of school. It was it was cooler. It may not have been uh, fifty, but it wasn't ninety seven. We are probably going to have eighty degree weather up until October. That never happened before. You know, forty fifty years ago. I, I I mean, it's not just in my memory. I believe that that I remember it. Wearing a coat. I would watch the Cub games and people were wearing coats at the Cub games in February. I mean, in September, no question. So it's definitely getting warmer. It's crazy. I mean, we have, we, and then of course, we won't get much of a fall. We're going to go right from fall to winter. So it's, it is officially meteorological, meteorological. Uh, autumn right now i believe probably september 20th september 21st is when it is according to the 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 sun and the solstice but um, meteorologically we are in fall so happy fall regardless of it being almost 100 degrees (laughs) so a lot of stuff has happened over the last week um one of the biggest events since the last time we talked, is was not necessarily the Republican um, debate, which really officially kicks off now the presidential race for 2024. It's been happening for many months, if not more than a year, to be honest with you. But uh, once you have a debate, once you have a list of people up there, men and women, um, debating and talking about the next election. We are now in officially the election phase. It has begun. But more than that, as is as, as seems to have been the case for, what, the last uh, eight years, as big an event as that should be in the political world, it was not the biggest. It was, in fact, a photo, not a debate, but a photo of somebody who didn't even show up at the debate, who is the leading Republican candidate. Of course, you know what I'm talking about. Donald Trump was again indicted recently, this time in Georgia, uh, and... He, for the first time, this is his fourth indictment, 
the last the, the previous three he did not have to take a mug shot but uh they wanted to make sure if this is the last indictment out of these uh you know to use these from a political standpoint uh we got to get at least one mug shot out of this <laughs> You know, we're, we're not indicting him for nothing here, right? <laughs> you can argue about the political uh, ramifications and even the motivations for the indictments, but um, if that's the case, then those that are indicting uh, and those who are looking at this as a possible way to uh, get Trump out of the race, uh, they want that mugshot. And for the first three indictments, they didn't get it for whatever reason. But they got it on number four. Four was a charm. (laughs) And so um, former President Donald Trump uh, got a mugshot. And it made news immediately as soon as it was taken and as soon as it was released. Once again, mugshots are public domain. And even though we see some mugshots and when people get arrested and we don't see others as i said before that many times is a result of who the media wants to protect and who the media wants to destroy and i talked to you about that before bruce springsteen i talked about this two years ago bruce springsteen was arrested in new jersey There is a mugshot of Bruce Springsteen somewhere that that could be, and I believe should be released, but it wasn't. At the same, and and that was, and we only found out about that story in from in 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 February after it happened in November, several months later, and we still years later have not seen that mugshot. But it exists. He was arrested. He had to have been fingerprinted, and he had to have taken a mugshot. There's no question about that. If he truly got arrested, the way they said he got arrested uh, for a DUI. And I'm sure a mugshot exists, but the media has never has never uh, printed it or released it or exposed it or asked for it. And so Bruce didn't have to look haggard and scared or or whatever he looked like, embarrassed. I don't know what he looked like, but we don't get to see that. The media seems to have said, we're going to give Bruce a pass. Yet at the same point... The second that Donald Trump took his his mugshot, we saw it. Now, Trump, of course, as expected, has already seized upon it and monetized it and made it into a pop culture icon already. From his standpoint, it's, it's a rallying cry to show how he is being continually persecuted by the government. For his followers and for his supporters, it is almost a badge of honor. In fact, many people are saying that uh, it makes Trump now once again, despite his billion-dollar bank account, he's been able to do something that's very unique. I'm not the first to point it out, but this this mugshot even more now um, emphasizes this. Here's a billionaire lives in 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 the most uh, 
luxurious lifestyle you can think of, excess, gold leaf, gold this, chandeliers, Mar-a-Lago, private planes, everything. His whole lifestyle for the past 40 years since he's been a public figure has smacked of, uh, of privilege and, and riches, and he has been uh, very unashamed to show it off. He's been, he brags about it, wants to show the huge lifestyle that he has. And yet, despite this, Obvious largesse personality and largesse lifestyle, purportedly a billionaire, he has somehow, and you've got to, whether you like him or not, you've got to at least be somewhat impressed at how he's been able to appeal to working-class people. You would think that they would hate Donald Trump. He makes no bones. He's out playing golf at, at his own golf courses around the world. He he does not uh, hide from the public eye and does not hide his lifestyle from the public eye. The contrary. When he was married to, to, uh, uh, to his first wife, it's not, it wasn't Ivanka, right? No, that's the daughter. Ivana, Ivana Trump. I mean, they that's how they, you know, in the high-flying yuppie 80s, they defined that era of making money and spending it and living a huge lifestyle. And yet somehow his base is not the elite 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 rich, elite rich. They certainly are a part of it, but his major strong part, his major base ironically are working class people. From from a political standpoint, <laughs> uh, that is in complete odds. It's it's totally contradictory, and yet that's the case. And now some have argued that this mugshot that he's taken is even has done even more for his for him to look like an average guy because now the average guy or gal who may have gotten in trouble on some weekend may have gotten arrested for a speeding ticket or an argument somewhere or a crazy night at a bar. Donald Trump now is one of them. He's got a mugshot just like they do. Another point for them to bond. <laughs> They've all, it's almost, and then now it's actually moving into other segments. That people go, well, he, he's just like me. He's just like us. This whole idea might be backfiring on, on indicting him all the time in an effort to smear him and either uh, get him to resign and, and not even run or certainly have people question his validity when it comes to election time. If, you know, these, if these indictments are indeed politically motivated, that, that's clearly... If that's the case, then it's clearly one of the main goals. But it could backfire. It could backfire, at least initially here. So right out of the box, and and he and he and this is what I wanted to talk about. This mugshot was historic because it was the first time a president, either former or current, 
had a mugshot after they were president. <laughs> and I don't know, maybe even before they were, I don't know what, you know, if, if any presidents were arrested before they ever became elected. But, um, but his, his pose was very defiant. And that's what I wanted to talk about today. As I said, you know, you can go online and you can look at a lot of uh, celebrity and high-profile people who have gotten in trouble with the law. Those mugshots are there. As I said, th- those are pri- those are public property. Those are those are governmental pictures through our justice system that we all have the right to see. But as I said before, many times, depending on the celebrity and depending on how the media treats them and how they want to treat them, they can either push to get those pictures published right away and put them all over the world like they did with Trump, or as I said, they can kind of protect their favorites. And that has happened too. As I said, uh, and I'm a Bruce Springsteen fan. I've told you that many times. But I, you still have to call a hypocrite a hypocrite. I still call him like I see him. Not easy for me to, to say that, but it's true. Bruce made a mistake. I think we should see his mugshot. He got arrested for a DUI. Whether it was, a, whether the the the, the case was, uh, he got a, a fine and 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 the, the case went away. It doesn't matter. He was arrested. And there is a mugshot, most likely, and we didn't see it. Why didn't we see it? We've seen a lot of other people's. You can go online, type in famous people's mugshots. My gosh, they go all the way back to Al Capone, Frank Sinatra, a young Frank Sinatra, a young Al Pacino, uh... Lindsay Lohan, I mean, from more current, there's uh, uh, lots of, I went online, there's a ton of them out there. The most famous over the last 20, 30, 40 years, people like O.J. Simpson, Tiger Woods, Nick Nolte, Glenn Campbell, we've seen them all. But here's my question. No, I have to say, I have never been arrested. So no mugshots for me out there. (laughs) But here's my question. What is the best way to pose for a mugshot? Within the, the, in fact, in in this, the, the, the Trump case of which he was just indicted, this this conspiracy um, indictment for trying to overturn the uh, Georgia election results. There was, I think, 18 or 19 people indicted within the entire case. And they showed all of the people. You know, they've, they've had all of those people, uh, you know, they, they've had their mugshots in one big kind of collage to show the, all the people involved in this conspiracy. And it was interesting just to see, say, these 19 people, of, of one of them, Donald Trump, 
whenever they make that montage, they usually put him right in the middle. Um, most of these people you've never heard of, some you have. Mike Meadows, the chief of staff, former chief of staff, Rudy Giuliani. But a lot of people behind the scenes that you didn't really know. But it's interesting, go online and look to see how they posed. Because you'll see sometimes celebrities actually act like their mugshot is like their 8x10 headshot, their publicity picture. They've got a big smile. And then they are, then a lot of times, you know, once again, these pictures become public. And then the question is, well, look at the way they're smiling. It's a mugshot. They just got arrested. But then if you don't smile, then there's comments, especially in today's world. Oh, well, he looks guilty or he's, he's, he looks terrible. He or she looks terrible. They look mean. That's why there was a when when this mugshot for Donald Trump was was released, um, it, it depended once again. As I said to you before, uh, I love politics. Okay, I've been a political junkie since I was a little kid. Um, I've always been interested in it. Never got involved in it because I think it's kind of a crazy world. But I've always been intrigued uh, to observe it. My dad used to watch all the political shows, meet the press and things like that. So as a little kid, I was I guess maybe that's where I got indoctrinated on it. And when I was growing up, uh, politics were a pretty big story. I was very young, but I was still aware of Watergate. I didn't, I didn't really understand the whole thing, but I do remember vaguely those Watergate hearings. So politics played a big role as I was growing up by what was on the news, what was happening in the world. I mean, at that time, uh, I don't know how prominent Watergate is today with younger people. I don't even know if they know who Richard Nixon is, to begin, to, to be honest. And they may not even have heard of Watergate or even really know the implications of it. But certainly, at the time, it was a major constitutional and political um, event of a lifetime. As close as we came up to that point, as I just talked about before, Donald Trump, the first president or former president to be uh, indicted and and now on on four times, um, that had never happened before. In fact, uh, Richard Nixon probably resigned so he couldn't be indicted. And if you know the story, and who knows if there was some back room deal made, but odds are that even though Nixon uh, resigned, that the government was still going to go after him as a, as a private citizen and potentially indict him. And soon after his resignation, Gerald Ford pardoned him, meaning that he could not be indicted or prosecuted for any crimes that he had committed you know, while the president and people, a lot of people say that he may have cut a deal with Gerald Ford and said, look, I'll resign. But if I resign, I'm going to give you the presidency. So, you know, quid pro quo here. I'm going to give you the, the biggest job in the world 
but it doesn't come without a cost. You're going to maybe take some hits here. You might go down on history. It may look bad, but I don't care. If I'm going to give you the presidency, you're going to give me a pardon. And a lot of people, um, you know, criticized at the time and even now 50 years later, almost. Next year will be 50 years. Um, criticize Ford for doing that. That they feel Nixon got off the hook. That there was a deal made. In Gerald Ford's defense, he and many others that supported Gerald Ford say that he did that in order to, to get past this. He actually said, our great American nightmare is over. And his um, justification for pardoning Nixon after he resigned was that so this wouldn't drag on, so that this Watergate scandal that had had broken people's faith in our government, which is a, which exposed some of the sleazy underbelly of politics and our government, and in many ways threatened the way we keep hearing today, threatened democracy. Well, at that time, uh, that's the same kind of talk that was going on. So Gerald Ford's justification for pardoning Richard Nixon was, it's, it, it, we just, let's, let's move on. If, 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 if we don't, uh, this is going to continue to be a ball and chain around our country. It's already consumed us since 1972 for the last two years and our country is in bad shape on many fronts, and this has been the major quagmire that has been um, just absorbing and, and sucking all the the energy out of uh, our out of the room, and 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 not allowing us to move forward. So let's just let's just get it over with. If I pardon Nixon, it's over. It's done. You're not going to get him. And let's move on. So that was the justification that Gerald Ford said, and then many people uh, had said that that you know that that may have been the high point. Actually, in many cases, people say that was both the high point for some and the low point for some about Gerald Ford's mostly uneventful presidency. He basically finished out um, Nixon's second term. In, uh, until 1976, and he was defeated by Jimmy Carter. So Ford's presidency is is really not distinguished by anything except the pardoning of Nixon in many ways. Um, it uh, the, the economy was not good. Foreign relations was not good. Ford um, was a longtime uh, political uh, loyalist and... Um, Nice guy, but really not suited for the presidency. Same like the guy that beat that that defeated him, Jimmy Carter. I've said many times, Jimmy Carter, an admirable, smart man, no question. A religious man, a principled man, cared for other people. He showed he was a better ex-president than he was a president, though. And he was elected basically because of that. He was this nice kind of benevolent 
image, and we were so tired, uh, an outsider, and I've talked about that in politics, the outsider. He was viewed as an outsider. Um, he was the governor of um, of Georgia for a while, but he was viewed as a Washington outsider because people were so fed up with the whole Watergate thing that they wanted sort of to clean house. They wanted someone from outside, not someone who was a part of the establishment. But once again, uh, smart man, good person, bad president. Um, And that's what Ford was too. Good guy, meant well, but was way over his skis to become president. And literally, he used to fall on the slopes. (laughs) His, His presidency in two years was basically defined by his clumsiness. Chevy Chase made his career uh, on the early days of Saturday Night Live in 1975 by by doing imitations of of of, uh, of Gerald Ford, and basically all he would do was was do pratfalls. That's that's how Chevy Chase really became popular on Saturday Night Live by by doing pratfalls all the time, uh, not even trying to impersonate. Gerald Ford in any way, voice-wise or look-wise, he would just stand up behind a presidential podium and then and then fall. <laughs> because Gerald Ford did fall on many occasions. He 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 did fall skiing. Um, he would he would trip up and down the stairs going into the uh, the Air Force One. There was a lot of of clumsiness, which is ironic because Gerald Ford played football at the University of Michigan. He was an athlete, but he was a little clumsy, at least when he got in the White House. So that's pretty much what defined Gerald Ford's presidency, was the pardoning of Nixon and his clumsiness, and perhaps something called the win button. W-I-N, whip inflation now, is a poorly devised and purely executed PR campaign for people to... Uh, you know, get out of the doldrums uh, about uh, inflation. We're going to whip inflation now. Wow. They actually had buttons that people would wear. We're going to whip inflation now. Win. <laughs> Could you imagine people doing that today, wearing buttons <laughs> in our inflationary times? <laughs> it was a different world, folks. But here's my question. So, with the mugshot situation, Donald Trump, depending on your viewpoint, as I said before, I watch all of the news stations. I watch MSNBC, I watch Fox News, and I watch CNN, and I watch News Nation. I want to see how all of them report the news. I started my career in the media as a reporter. I had internships in news departments for TV stations and radio stations. That's where I, I got my first exposure. And so I'm always looking to see how the media covers something. Because an incident or an event happens, but there is no question that you can cover it a certain way based upon your own bias. And as much as people in the media are supposed, well, they used to be objective. 
Today's media is overtly subjective. No question about that. Personal opinion, personal bias basically runs through the way stories are reported to us now. MSNBC, far left. Fox News, far right. CNN, I don't even know if CNN knows what they're doing these days. (laughs) They certainly were anti-Trump during the Trump years. Now I don't know what they want to be, which is one reason why they are in chaos. They just fired uh, one of their, 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 the head of the, of the network, and now they've just hired someone else. So we'll see what happens. If there's, this new person can give some kind of identity to CNN, and, and the whole idea of CNN over in the last very short-lived um, organization there was to sort of be in the middle. Because the other two major networks for news, Fox and MSNBC, were so biased on both sides of the extreme. MSNBC far to the left, Fox far to the right. So CNN said, hey, there's a middle ground that people are looking for in politics, so let's serve that. But they didn't. They didn't really have a clear view. And at at this point, it's hard to see if people really want that. They say they want it, but then it's not proven by what they watch or what they want. We're all hypocrites. (laughs) But uh, so if you when Donald Trump's mugshot came out, it was so interesting to see how MSNBC and Fox viewed it. If you are a Trump fan, you viewed that scowl he had in his mugshot as strong and defiant. That mugshot was a picture of strength and and um, and meant to send a message. That's why Donald Trump, since his fourth indictment, apparently, if I just read this before, he's raised like $9 million in a week and has completely monetized that mugshot, put it on T-shirts and mugs, which is why it's called a mugshot. I'll tell you, I did a little research on the mug shot, and I'll tell you where that whole idea comes from. But um, so he's put it on T-shirts and and coffee cups and you name it. He is using that as a as a as a fundraising tool for his for his uh, campaign. So if you're a Trump fan, that scowl he had is viewed as confident and um, and defiant. But if you don't like Trump. Then the the word was there. He looks angry and defeated. And he looks fake mean. I heard people, anti-Trump people saying, well, you know, the, he, st- you know he, he practiced that mugshot. You know, he just didn't go in there and make, he knew exactly the face he was going to make. They rehearsed that face. And he knows what it felt like. They did all these shots before he surrendered. So he knew what that mugshot was going to look like. And they did it. He did it on purpose. Well, hey, anybody that's saying that, once again, you talk about hypocrites. We are in the most photographed 
era of the human race. Everybody takes pictures of themselves or other people 58,000 times a day. So whether you like Trump or not, don't, don't, you can't, to me, that was hollow criticism. Like, oh, well, he practiced that face. Of course he did. I don't blame him. He knew the whole world was going to see that picture. He wanted to make sure that that picture sent a message. So, yeah, he practiced it. You can't tell me that people don't sit there uh, on a daily basis who take selfies of themselves and haven't practiced their face when they take, because I see people when they take selfies and they have a face. They've got a, a posed face. When they take a selfie, it's 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 completely different of how they just of they look or they regular smile. When they take a selfie, their face is tilted and their lips are pursed and there's a whole look going on. So you can't tell me in today's world with the, in the world of the cell phone selfie that people haven't practiced their face or their pose to look the best they can. Everybody does it. So to me, that was a hollow criticism. But as I said, it's interesting to see how both sides take it. Pro-Trump people, defiant and confident. Anti-Trump people, angry and staged. And that's what I mean about how we get our news. But as I said, if you look at some of the mugshots, like, for instance, in this group of the 18 or 19 people that were indicted for the, in the Georgia case, you can go online. You could see all of them in, in one big kind of collage, one big kind of, uh, you know, one picture with all of them. And as I said, there's some famous people. Now, Rudy Giuliani, for instance, uh, very serious. Most people were just kind of blank-faced and serious in the mugshots. However, there were a couple people, at least two women that I saw, that were posing like it was a selfie, like this was a picture on vacation, big smiles on their face. I'm like, you've been indicted. You could possibly go to jail. And yet they had the biggest smiles you ever saw. It's like, oh, I'm taking a photo. They knew the photo was going to be seen. This is my point. We now know mugshots, especially in high-profile cases, are going to come out. And so I don't know. Do you smile like it's your class picture from seventh grade? Do you have a scowl on your face like you're angry or mean? Do you have a blank look on your face? I mean, it depends. Now, like, for instance, in this case, uh, the Georgia case, the Trump case, these people surrendered on their own. So they came in. And they weren't in a in a uh, kind of state of of uh, 
of agony or chaos or, you know, drunk or, or something like that. A lot of times, most, that's why most mugshots initially were publicized because they gave us a, a little view, especially of, 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 of uh, celebrities, where they weren't carefully posed. I mean, they, you know, they, they didn't have their PR people around them. They, these weren't 8 by 10 glossy headshots that were, they were worked down by, 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 by uh, world-famous photographers and, and, and makeup people to make them look just perfect. Many times they they were arrested on the scene of something and they were not in the best shape physically or mentally. And you see them. Go online and look up Tiger Woods' mugshot from when he got in trouble with his wife, his first wife, um, after their fight. That does not look like the big smiling red-shirted uh, masters winning tiger woods his is his face uh he's got bags under his eyes his hair is askew his his mouth is i mean he looks like he had a pretty rough night and that's why the mug shots initially the media loved to to print those because we got to see these people in a whole different realm There's one of uh, of Glenn Campbell, the singer Glenn Campbell. He has got this. I think he went. He had a DUI. He's got this horrible scowl on his face. He was probably still a little tipsy. There's a there's one of Nick Nolte, a famous one of the actor Nick Nolte. I think in another kind of, I don't know what his his arrest was for. He certainly didn't look like he was. Uh, in the best of shape physically or mentally, and his hair is all, it looks like he stuck his finger in a, in a light socket. Oh my gosh, that picture was, 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 was printed everywhere. Nick Nolte was a good-looking guy. This picture, he looked haggard and completely crazy. Well, that, was, that made for great copy. But as time has gone on now, celebrities, especially when they've gotten in trouble, have realized, uh-oh, I'm going to get a mugshot here taken. Even if they're in a, a, a crazy kind of state of mind at the time, they try to get themselves together because they know that most likely that picture is going to be splashed on at least every tabloid and now especially all over the world on the Internet. So the question is, you know, what do you do for your mugshot? Do you try to look like, hey, look, I'm innocent, so I'm not going to be angry or scowl here. But then if you have a smile on your face, you almost look like you're in denial or that you're treating it not in the seriousness that it should be. Because as I said before, whether you this arrest turns out to be a conviction or not, you're in trouble. You're, there's some serious consequences here. You, the, the, the case might get thrown out. You might get a slap on the wrist, ultimately. But in that moment, when you are arrested, there's some real consequences that you could be facing. So to have a big grin on your face also seems fake. 
also seems like you're out of touch in that you're not taking this situation very seriously. It's a, it's a fine line, I think, as to what do you do? Now, I don't know if you've taken a mugshot in your life. Maybe you have, maybe you're not. Uh, what have you done? I've never had one, so I don't know. But I'll tell you, I think that, you sh- that, that, that it's a thought in today's world. Somebody somewhere may see this. As I said, if you go online and hit famous mugshots, you'll see them. There was the O.J. Simpson one where he kind of looks a little shocked. And in fact, there was a big controversy when the, when the, um, with the O.J. Simpson mugshot. Of course, O.J. Simpson at the time, this is 30-some years ago, major sports legend, became a very popular actor, was a broadcaster. I mean, he was a very popular guy, made commercials. Everybody loved O.J. So when the news came that he was arrested for the murder of his wife, people were shocked. And the mugshot, as I said, that mugshot, not only that mugshot got on the cover back when magazines, when hardcover magazines, this is 35 years ago or so, when magazines still counted. And so Time and Newsweek and all the major news magazines, they put that mugshot on their cover, not just buried somewhere in a newspaper, on their cover. And there was controversy because I can't remember if it was Time or Newsweek, but one of the, the major news, news magazines of the day was criticized for possibly making O.J. Simpson's, altering it and, and making him look darker, more black. I mean, that was really the, you, you, people talk about the divisiveness in this country and they look back and they say, oh, it's, well, Donald Trump did it or things like that. We have been divided in this country for many, many decades. Donald Trump certainly may have been a major contributor and it may have been the result of this and it may have come to a head like it is now. But we have been divided in this country almost since our founding. But even in modern days, not to go back 200 and almost 50 years now, if you want to look for divisive um, events, the O.J. Simpson trial was huge in terms of race relations. And there was, as I said, some criticism because it was almost a very much a black and white issue. Many African-Americans felt that O.J. was innocent and many whites felt he was guilty. It ran down in many cases around racial lines. And because there was such a, a racial divide on this issue, it became a pop culture phenomenon. If you were around in 1994, you know what a phenomenon this became, this trial became. And race race was a huge part in it. And so if you looked at the original 
picture of O.J. Simpson's mugshot as it was taken, and then you looked at the way it was portrayed on one of those news magazines, you did see that his face looked darker. And were they sending a subliminal message by making him look darker and then thus more more sinister? So, you know, the mugshot is a, uh, you know, a, a very now part, it's a very controversial part of our media and our pop culture world because, as I said, um, you when someone gets uh, somebody of high profile gets in trouble, that mugshot gets out there. I've seen uh, Shia LaBeouf, the actor, and he looked a little out of it at the time. And these mugshots are there for decades. If you go online, you'll see Frank Sinatra's. He was in his twenties. This young Frank Sinatra. He wasn't Frank Sinatra at the time. I think he was a teenager. And all of a sudden, you know, he becomes one of the biggest stars, if not the biggest star in show business, and now there's this mugshot floating around. There's one of a very young Al Pacino. I'm not sure what he did, but there's a young Al Pacino mugshot out there. You'd be surprised how many people have mugshots (laughs) who were prominent people. One of the best mugshots, and this is my point about how do you, now, how do you pose for a mugshot? You know, what do you do? Do you, do you look um, angry? Do you look stone-faced? Do you look happy? Do you make it look like an 8x10 glossy? <laughs> like some of the people have in this, in this Georgia case? Or do you just look straight ahead like Rudy Giuliani did? Or do you, do you make a point of looking defiant? Like Donald Trump did, or if you don't like Donald Trump, angry with a scowl. You can you can call these mugshots any way you want, depending on how you view the person, how if you like the person or you dislike the person. But I think one of the most interesting of the mugshots that are out there that you can find online, and I remember when it was taken, once again. For a while there in the 90s, a lot of people were getting in, a lot of high profile people were getting in trouble, and it became the thing to do. You know, the, the mugshot became the, 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 the cover of People magazine the next week. That's still the case to some extent now, but not as much as it was back in the 90s. I think because of OJ and other high profile people, it, it became kind of the, the default that that's what the, 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 especially the tabloids when those were more popular. Now, you know, the internet is so big, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. There's not as it's so vast that a lot of stuff doesn't stick. But back 30 some years ago in the nineties, when you still had, as I said before, the news magazines like time and Newsweek, and you had the, the famous tabloids, um, like the star and most likely like the inquirer, everything, those were the main spots for the gossip or that's where the news was breaking. Now there's so much that, you know, that there's so many places that you can go 
There is no matter, you know, there is no, uh, you know, newspaper or magazine or website of record anymore, really. There used to be places where if you wanted some gossip, you went to the Inquirer or the Star. If you wanted your news, you know, magazine that had a little more in-depth than the um, than a newspaper did on a daily basis, you went to Time or Newsweek. It was a smaller world. And so what those... So those those media outlets had much more power, and what what they did, and how they covered a story did influence the way public opinion moved, because that's where people were getting their news. Now we get our news from everywhere, all over the place. Some of it given with journalistic, um, you know, integrity, and some not. But one of the best mugshots that I felt was one of the most honest mugshots, and go online and look at this one. As I said, you know, you can now when when the mugshot then became this uh, this new media sensation that if, if a public figure, some note, politician, entertainer, whatever it is, when they got arrested, it got printed. In the news magazines, certainly in the gossip magazine. And as I said, so then once this started to happen, people started to take more, you know, the, 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 the arrested person took a little more thought as to how were they going to pose for their mugshot. And here we are in 2023, and as I said, there's no question, Donald Trump definitely practiced, and I don't blame him, I don't think that was a, a that's an unfair criticism. I think that he knew that that picture was going to go everywhere, and he wanted to make sure it told the message. Anything now in today's world that goes out on the internet, you want to make sure you know this all. Everybody's got their own brand, right? Okay, well, if you've got your own brand, then he has every right to make sure that the the picture that he puts out there is the one he wants to help his brand. You may not like his brand. But that doesn't mean he doesn't have a right to make sure that he can uh, make sure that his brand is supported by his photo. So now we're seeing, as I said before, a a lot of uh, different takes on the mugshot. A smile, which to me looks a little frivolous, but then too angry. Looks like you're almost staging it. That disheveled look might just be of the moment, depending on what happened to you when they brought you in. You might not even have a a choice on that disheveled look, like a Nick Nolte or a Tiger Woods or a Glenn Campbell. Um, but if you look at the actor Hugh Grant, When he got in trouble 25, 30 years ago, he was one of the biggest stars in the world at the time. He had just been in four weddings and a funeral and, you know, uh, movies with with, uh, Julia Roberts. He was was like the young heartthrob, you know, British heartthrob of the moment. Hugh Grant. He was making a ton of romantic comedies. He, He totally fit the bill. 
And at the time, he was going out with one of the world's most beautiful women. Even in today, 2023, she is still one of the world's most beautiful women. Elizabeth Hurley. So he had it all. He was one of the world's biggest stars. Matinee idol kind of looks. You know, as I said before, with four weddings and a funeral. Three, is it three weddings and a funeral? Four weddings and a funeral? I can't remember anymore. <laughs> um, and, uh, and Julia Roberts films, you know, Hugh Grant. And he got caught and arrested for being with a prostitute. And it just seemed, it was, it was a huge story because it just went against, as I said before, all, you know, common uh, and, and, and underst- trying to understand why you would do this. Uh, you know, here was a guy that, as I said, four weddings and a funeral. Uh, he won the Golden Globe and, 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 uh, you know, he was in Notting Hill and, and Bridget Jones's diary and, and, you know, just love actually all these, these big popular romantic comedies going out with Elizabeth Hurley. And then he gets caught with, uh, with a prostitute, you know, uh, in a car, you know, I mean, it just seems here's the biggest star in Hollywood at the time. And, he gets arrested for prostitution for being with a prostitute and it was it was just a a crazy story he wound up going on uh jay leno uh and and trying to explain himself that may have been jay leno's biggest moment in fact i i i think i remember that really when when hugh grant went on with jay leno to talk about this, he went to a spot where he knew he wouldn't get overly grilled like with an Oprah or someone like that or a Diane Sawyer. So he went with to Jay Leno, who he knew he could at least, you know, maybe have some fun with this and try to look at it in a lighthearted way. And up to that point, you know, Jay had been hosting The Tonight Show for, for a few years at that point. Um, but... David Letterman was winning, and there was two things that really shifted um, to go from Jay Leno being the number one show to um, Jay Leno. Letterman was number one for a while when he went to CBS. But two things, the OJ trial... Jay seized upon that. It was happening in Los Angeles, and he seized on the OJ trial and would do stories and jokes about it every night, and they had the dancing Edos and the whole thing like that. And the the whole country was so OJ-obsessed that, and Letterman didn't really talk about it because his mind, he was a little more, he took the high road, and he said, you know, two people got killed here. I don't know if that's something to make jokes about, but... We as a culture, we got so wrapped up in this story that sadly, it really became a, a national obsession. And and 
It it we were making jokes about it. And so there was Jay Leno exploiting the OJ trial. And don't forget, Letterman was in New York too. So Jay was in LA where the trial was, and he was able to really exploit it and take all advantage of it from an entertainment uh, standpoint. And then, as I said, Hugh Grant in 1995, around the same time, once again, right in this kind of same timeline, uh, he gets arrested in L.A. with this prostitute named Divine Brown. I always remember her name. And, uh, you know, he was fined. He, you know, he got probation. Uh, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't thrown in jail or anything. But here, he was having, he, I remember he had a movie coming out at that time, too. Maybe that's why he was in Hollywood. Um, I remember Jay Leno, when he got on, this is what really sort of helped Jay take over number one for the rest of his run from Letterman. Uh, an embarrassed... Hugh Grant, right in the midst of this, uh, he he came on the Jay Leno show, and he sat down, and, and Jay Leno looked at him, and Hugh Grant looked at him, and, and Jay just said, yeah, what were you thinking? <laughs> and uh, And that became one of the great moments in Jay's uh, history on The Tonight Show. But if you look at Hugh Grant's mugshot, it is one of the most famous celebrity mugshots. And I think one of the most honest. As I said before, depending on when these celebrities get brought in, they may not be in the best state of mind. They may be angry or they may be intoxicated. You know, they're they're being arrested for something. Whether it's you know, you know, some whatever it is, they're they're not in the best state of mind, right? They're they're the shields uh, have been you know the facades and the shields are down, and that's why we love to see these mugshots many times because it it shows us the real person, not the manufactured image that we're so used to seeing. What's so interesting about the Hugh Grant mugshot is he's not angry. He's not happy. His the face of Hugh Grant's mugshot to me may be the best one because it's the most honest. He's looking straight in the camera, and I could close my eyes right now and just and just picture it. I mean, it's been almost thirty years, and I could picture this because I remember it so clearly. It was not only was it printed everywhere, but I remember saying to myself, "He looks." embarrassed as well he should have been he really looks like he's portraying and conveying the emotions of his situation his mugshot looks like what the heck did i do what what was i thinking Why did I do this? I have just screwed myself and my career and and my 
my relationship. Why did I do this? This this lapse. You, I don't know what was his motivations. I'm not going to speak for him, but you could see he's got a look on his face of embarrassment and disappointment, and uh, and and kind of not anger at anyone else, but at himself. He looks like he's he's embarrassed and angry at himself because he knows how stupid this was. Given somebody of his prominence, he gets caught in a car with a prostitute, uh, you know, on Sunset Boulevard. I mean, it's just like, what are you doing, Hugh? What were you What were you thinking? I mean, Jay, I'm not the biggest Jay Leno fan in terms of being the host of the Tonight Show. But that was the that was the question everybody asked. And and what were you thinking? What you're on the top of the world. You're one of the biggest stars in the world. You've got awards, you've got this beautiful girlfriend, you know, and 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 you get arrested for being with a prostitute in a car on Holly on, on Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> and and his mugshot even looks like he's saying to himself, what was I thinking? So maybe that's the way to do it. Maybe there's a, a look that you can have if, if, you, if it's possible, if you're not disheveled, maybe it's just an honest, if you, if you can make your face look as honest as possible. Maybe you don't try to be happy, sad, angry, but just be honest. But in today's world, I think that high-profile people should and do practice their mugshots. And I wonder, I don't know, I would. I think from my standpoint, you know, Donald Trump's, it did look a little staged, no question. But as I said, he did that on purpose. I saw a couple of people in this, in this George indictment, two women, smiling like they were on vacation. That looked inappropriate. And as I think back about Hugh Grant's, I say, you know what? If you got arrested, you can't be happy with yourself. You can't be happy with the situation. You've got to be somewhat disappointed in yourself for at least if you're honest. So maybe that's the route to go. But there's no doubt that in today's world, as I said before, especially in today's world, which is the most photographed period in human existence and especially self-photographed certainly how we look in certain situations does take a new level of importance in today's world and so the question is when it comes to a mugshot to smile or not to smile that is the question. And so ends another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. 
Every Monday, a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast, we are there. And don't forget to tell your friends, tell your family, tell anybody who listens to a podcast that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podcasting. And it should be theirs, too. Your loyalty and devotion are much appreciated. Hope you enjoyed episode number 380. I'm Jim Toronto. I ain't here on business. I'm only here for fun. You've been listening to Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic from the end of the web to your screen. Say cheese.